0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, April 23rd, 2018. I'm Broadway
1: World's Matt Tamaneni. And I am Broadway star's James Marino.
2: And I'm on my way to a BFA's Natalie Nowak.
0: Uh, guys, we had some stuff come down through the feed this weekend and something, James, that I apologize that I forgot to mention on Friday's show, but I did it. Um, it was an episode of Tell Me More where I interviewed the real-life husband and wife team that's playing the fictional husband and wife team at the center of the Something Rotten tour. That is Maggie Lakers and Tony nominee Rob McClure. They were awesome. I wish I had more time with them. They were up against trying to get to the theater for a half hour, but I had... So many other stuff I wanted to talk to them about, but what we did get to talk about was so much fun. They just seem like they are such a great couple, and they, this is their fifth show that they've done together as a couple. And well, I think they, they first started dating when they were doing Greece 13 years ago together. But since then, this is their total of their fifth show and second national tour together. Can you imagine being with your significant other literally 24 hours a day at work, uh, sightseeing and everything. Either way, they seem like they're having a great time. So take a listen to that in the feed. And then presumably, since we're recording this before you're recording this week on Broadway, but presumably you are going to be talking to the Great, Lynn Aaron's on the show. I'm so excited to listen to that episode and just some hints in here, James. If you run out of questions, can you at least start asking her some stuff about Schoolhouse Rock? Because oh, I'm she totally wrote the, asking her about Schoolhouse Rock. Oh my rock. god, I, she wrote some of the best Schoolhouse Rock songs. I believe she even performed one or two. I, I want to say she performed Inner Planet, Janet. That might not be true, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure she wrote it. Um, anyway, Lynn Ahrens is on this week on Broadway. And Natalie, you're up in in Hartford, and you went and saw the world premiere of a new. Is it a musical or is it a play?
2: It's a play. Uh, bl- yeah, yeah, to play, there's a little bit of music in it here and there, but okay, to play. It's, yeah.
0: it's the world premiere of The Age of Innocence, and it's starring um, 174 time Tony winner Boyd Gaines <laughs> and, and, and Sierra Don't Call Me Maria Boggess. Uh <laughs> Real quick, real quick, uh, Natalie, what, what were your back of the napkin takes on the show?
2: Uh, Well, it was just a beautiful show. And I mean, just from the costumes to the scenery, just everything flowed together seamlessly. It was just like taking you back into that world. And it was it was just magical. It was so good.
0: That's awesome. I uh, who knows what's going to happen with this, but it's playing at the Hartford stage now. So anybody in that area that wants to check out two of Broadway's best, uh, you got a little bit more time to do that. So head over to Hartford stage and see them.
1: Matt uh, I question about Maggie and Rob mm-hmm. did you feel bad that you were cutting into their home improvement time?
0: <laughs> no they were when I talked to them they were in Memphis, Tennessee but we did talk about the fact that when they're done they are finally like years after starting gonna try to finish renovating their home in Philadelphia when the tour is over but as as Rob said they start these projects. And then they get jobs, and so it's like they have a bathroom torn out for six months, and they just don't get to it because it's, you know, they live in Philadelphia, even though a lot of times they work in New York. So, I, you know, maybe maybe they could have been watching, you know, flip or flop to get some inspiration or something. But either
1: way, I think we should send a camera crew to uh, watch Home Improvement with Maggie and Rob. <laughs> That'd be a good show. That'd be a good be show. Fun. All right. First up in the news, our friend Scott Rudin on Friday morning, <laughs> announced some big Hello Dolly news. Yes, Scott Rune Productions
0: and DKC O&M pulled one of their patented middle-of-the-night news dumps because on Friday morning at 1.30 in the a.m., they sent out a two-pronged press release in which they both giveth and taketh away. The good news of this press release is that Tony winners Bette Midler, David Hyde Pierce, and Gavin Creel will return to the Tony-winning revival of Hello, Dolly! beginning on July 17th. However, their runs will be fairly short because, as six weeks later, this luscious musical will close at the Schubert Theater on Saturday, August 25th. Bernadette Peters and Victor Garber, uh, no mention of current Cornelia Santino Fontana, will play their final performances as scheduled on July 15th. Tickets for this final six weeks will be available beginning this coming Saturday, April 28th, at 10 a.m. New York time. Now, this move has caused a lot of discussion in the community, guys, as even since Midler's original departure, the show has been averaging more than a million dollars per week, including during some of the slowest times of the year. So a lot of people have been kind of scratching their heads at the financials as to why Scott Rudin and his investors would close the show now word on the street is that the Divine Miss M's original salary was fairly substantial, and it put a dent into the profits the show was pulling in during those two million plus weeks early on. And that the show just recently recouped its investment partially because of that. Now, that is all conjecture, but it it would make sense, as otherwise you would think that the show was certainly staying afloat and paying down that original investment while it's bringing in seven figures every week. Now, I don't about you guys, but I'm disappointed by this. I was hoping to see a number of glamorous women from the theater and elsewhere taking over the role in the coming years, uh, but as we've learned often, <laughs> early and often with Scott Rudin, he doesn't really do things the way that other producers do, and this is certainly another example of that.
1: Adam uh, Feldman over Time Out in New York had a list of women that he wanted to go into the show, which was really uh... <sighs> I guess it's a huge misopportunity. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned before, this show um, is not only has amazing women at the at the top, but all throughout the entire cast and crew, everybody's a star. And so I'm sad that it's going away so soon, yeah. and um, a- and it it does free up a theater that we did not expect to be freed up. So. You know, That's pull true. Out, pull out the charts, and what do you think is going to happen there?
0: Um, I would imagine something else Scott Rudin produced will go in. I mean, Rudin's got such a close relationship with the Schubert's that I would not be surprised if he's already negotiated for what he'll put into the
1: Schubert next. Um, but who but I mean, if it's it going to close August 25th, uh, are they going to leave it empty for the fall? I mean, nothing's been announced. No. No,
0: nothing's been announced. But I <laughs> – That's a good point. Maybe something short will go in there in the fall and something bigger in the spring. But that's a big house. That's a coveted house. I imagine they'd want to get something in there that hopes to run for a long time. So so we'll see. Um, One other question, though, James, is tickets have not gone on sale yet for Bet's return run. So I'm wondering if this coming Saturday when they go on sale, if. They won't sell them for Tuesdays, and then they'll announce another alternate. Maybe Donna Murphy will come back and do the Tuesdays. I don't know if, since it's just six weeks, if Bet will do all the shows or if she'll have someone else do one a week like she did originally or not, but uh, that's something to keep an eye on as well because if it's not Donna, it'll be interesting to see if they do find someone else to be the alternate, and that might be the only other you know l- member of
1: Adam Feldman's list to, uh, that we get to see. How do you think that the people who bought last performance of Bette Midler and Hello Dolly tickets field. well,
0: uh, they there's a lot of them because uh, they bought the the original final performance of Bet, and then they added the actors' fund performance. So people who bought that first final performance were already ticked because of the actors' fund performance. So uh, who knows? Maybe they'll announce, you know, after those tickets are all sold out that they're doing one more performance because they are scheduling the show to end on a Saturday. So that's kind of interesting. I mean, they can do that whenever the heck they want. But it's just interesting that they are uh, they're not closing on a Sunday and maybe they just won't do Sunday performances during this run at all. But who knows? Maybe maybe the Sunday will be the final performance and that's when they film it. Who knows?
1: But maybe also that is coming back because Scott Rudin's going to be doing $10 tickets for New York City students. Yeah. No, not going to happen. Okay, (laughs) we're way out of the fantasy world. (laughs) Yeah, let's not get crazy. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next up in the news, Denzel's already got his eye on his next Broadway classic.
0: Yeah, this is uh, kind of interesting to me. Currently, the great Oscar and Tony winner is on Broadway at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater in Eugene O'Neill's The Iceman Cometh. But apparently... His Broadway return was almost in Shakespeare's classic play about a ruler on the brink of madness, King Lear. According to the New York Times, he and the aforementioned Rudin, you know, we could have done like a hashtag Rudin section today. But anyway, he and Rudin were deciding between the two as to which show to do next. And after settling on Iceman, Rudin reportedly said, quote, let's do Lear five years from now. And Washington replied, "Okay, we'll do that next. God willing. You never want to plan five years in advance. That's tough. But yeah, uh, the Iceman Cometh opens on Thursday, and I expect that it'll earn Denzel another boatload of raves and nominations. Um, And I think he would be fantastic uh, as King Lear. And I can just imagine all of the different women that could play his daughters. Uh, So that's exciting. I hope that does end up coming to fruition. But something else I was thinking about recently. Denzel was a part of an Obi-Winning company back in 1982. He did some other off-Broadway stuff and then did a Broadway show called Checkmates in 1988. That was just before his film career took off. He was already a a TV star from St. Elsewhere at the time. But from there, as everybody knows, he went on to be one of the biggest stars in the world. But then in 2005, you know, 17 years later, 18 years later, he came back to Broadway and Iceman is his fourth show since then. You know, every few years we've got a show with Denzel in it. And not for nothing, he's not exactly picking the easiest of material to do it in with Fences and Raisin in the Sun and Iceman and King Lear. And I'm forgetting something else. But anyway, my question for you guys is. Can you think of a bigger movie star who has set down roots on Broadway while not having been a Broadway star before becoming a movie star um, after they've achieved superstardom like Denzel has? Obviously, there are other movie stars who've done Broadway, but there aren't as many. I mean, there's aren't many stars as big as Denzel in the world, and not all of, not a lot of them are doing a Broadway show every two or three years and taking on some of the biggest roles in the theater.
1: Uh, the only thing I could think of is maybe Judy Dench, but more West End than Broadway. Uh, and she, yeah, and, but but she did theater throughout her career.
0: Uh, you know, uh, you know, don't uh, Neil Patrick Harris isn't necessarily um, of the same stardom as Denzel, yeah. but he's a fairly big star, and he came to fame as a TV star and then started doing a little bit of theater then became a bigger TV star with uh, How I Met Your Mother and has since done a lot of theater since, but not the same. But if you have some ideas, I'm sure there's out there. I'm not saying Denzel's the only one, but let let me know on on the Twitter if you can think of anybody who's in that same echelon as Denzel, but there just aren't many people in Denzel's echelon to begin with.
1: Well, maybe uh, uh, Bobby Lopez uh, and the boys from South Park uh, over at Book of Mormon, uh, but they have yet to have another follow-up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Parker and Trey Stone, or Trey Parker, yeah, Trey Parker and Matt, Matt Stone, Stone uh, yeah. they haven't done anything since then, but it, it's also different as writers too, because yeah, they're no, still essentially absolutely. doing the same job. But, um, I don't know, I, I'm sure there's people out there, I mean, you know, you've got uh, Jake Gyllenhaal has done a couple of Broadway shows yeah. now, but not necessarily in the the same repetition and consistency of, of Denzel, but he did Constellations and then and then Sunday in the Park. So I mean he's up there, but he does he does as 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 great as he's been and as acclaimed as he's been. He hasn't felt as a part of the theater community. Yeah, but he he was a, I think he he did a lot of Broadway before. I don't yeah. know that, those are good ones. I I think you could probably make an argument for a lot of them. But it was just something I was thinking about because Denzel's Denzel. You know, more so.
1: important than everything else is what's happening with Denzel's August Wilson projects has any mentions
0: of those um, I I don't know if it's filming but Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is the next one that's being done for HBO so I'm assuming you know these things take time especially when you're filming for TV and stuff so hopefully uh, I mean that was announced so I'm hoping that's the you know they're currently in either pre-production or filming or something because was Viola announced for that one Uh, I'll have to check on that I'll get get back to you but uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is the next one so excited to see that one eventually
1: All right. After that's finished, I'm sure it will be in the recommendation section. But what's in the recommendation (laughs) section today?
0: All right. So on Thursday, Tina Fey visited her old friend Jimmy Fallon on the Today Show to discuss Mean Girls. They had a really nice interview, and then they did that super uncomfortable thing that Jimmy likes to do where he gets fans to profess their undying love for a star and then brings their star, that said star, out of a broom closet or something. And it's so awkward and uncomfortable. But anyway, then there was a performance by one of the stars of Mean Girls. One of the hardest names to say quickly on Broadway. It's easy when you slow it down, but hard. Barrett Wilbert Weed. Um, She's saying, I'd rather be me. Uh, the band was probably too loud, as they often are. But Barrett's voice is one of my favorites in musical theater from Heather's. And she sounds so good on this. Uh, so we'll have a link to that in the show notes at broadwayradio.com. Um, and then here's another – I I guess, something I want to mention. um, I'm mentioning it in the same way that people on Twitter say that retweets are not endorsements because this is not something that I endorse. But over the weekend, the New York Post's Johnny Oleks- Ole- uh published a story with the headline, quote, Broadway's pandering to tourists has backfired big time. I can just imagine that with a sad exclamation point after it uh, and okay. the way that was written. But in the article, he essentially bemoans the end of Broadway because Escape to Margaritaville and SpongeBob SquarePants have failed to catch on at the box office. He says, quote, in their clamored to coddle audiences, Broadway producers have forgotten that middle Americans – actually have pretty good taste. They're not simpletons hell-bent on seeing familiar names and titles. They're just regular people looking for a great night out. What he, of course, is omitting is the fact that SpongeBob got really good reviews and is actually a really good show, and that Frozen, another big-name show, was the fourth highest grossing show on Broadway, the last reporting frame. So his whole article is riddled with inconsistencies and, and illogical assumptions and basically display displays a general lack of understanding about how Broadway works. He talks about how sad it is that following inventive shows from the last few seasons, like Hamilton, Dear Evan Hansen come from away and great Comet. Why he decided to include great Comet in there is shocking not because it wasn't great, but it didn't do very well at the box office. But anyway, um, he, he bemoans the fact that we're stuck with such theme park content as this season. It's like he doesn't realize that shows are not written, developed and produced produced in the course of 12 months and that these things take time. We've got stuff like Hadestown, you know, coming to Broadway, hopefully in this next season. Anyway, I don't I don't want to spend any more time on this going further into it. But if The Post is trying to find a new provocative theater columnist, maybe try finding one that understands how theater
1: works. With your permission, I'd like to uh, revise and restate my comments. Yes, go for it. Uh, Town, worst theme park ever. <laughs> That's very good. Very well done. Yes. All right, Natalie, what's happening on the theater schedule this week?
2: Well, first up, MCC Theatres Transfers opens tonight at the Lucille Lortel Theatre. After two years at a local community college, two gifted students from the South Bronx are competing for a life-changing scholarship at an elite university. During a campus visit, the young men are unexpectedly confronted with their shared past. This production will run through May 13th. The original Broadway production Summer, the Donna Summer Musical opens tonight at the Lunt Fontan Theatre. Told through the dramatic lens of her final concert, this production charts the life of Donna Summer, the undisputed queen of disco, from her modest Boston childhood to international stardom. Tony Award winner LaShans from The Color Purple, Ariana DeBose from Hamilton and A Bronx Tale, and newcomer Storm Lever play Donna Summer at various points throughout her life. Travesties, a roundabout theater company Broadway revival, is opening on Tuesday. It's Tom Stoppard's thrill ride through the worlds of art and revolution in 1917 Switzerland and in the maze of one man's memory. Olivier nominee Tom Hollander leads the cast. The Broadway production St. Joan is opening on Wednesday at Manhattan Theatre Club. Set in 15th century France, St. Joan follows a country girl whose mysterious visions propel her into elite circles. When the nation's rulers become threatened by her popularity and influence, they unite to bring her down, and she finds herself on trial for her life. Three-time Tony Award nominee, Condola Rashad, leads the cast. The Broadway revival of The Iceman Cometh opens on Thursday at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theatre, as we mentioned earlier in the show. This production stars Tony and Oscar winner Denzel Washington. The Iceman Cometh focuses on a group of alcoholics and misfits who endlessly discuss but never act on their dreams, and Hickey, the traveling salesman, is determined to strip them of their pipe dreams. Now let's talk about the closings for this week. Paper Mill Playhouse's The Sting will close on Sunday. The original Broadway production, Rocktopia, will also close on Sunday. Playwrights' Horizons' This Flat Earth will close on Sunday. And lastly, theater for the new city's The Confession of Lily Dare is closing on Sunday. And that is all for this week.
1: Hey, Matt. Um, I think it was Michael Dale. Please forgive me if I've misattributed this. But uh, Michael Dale, I think, posted this thing that was very funny. If uh, the share show comes to Broadway and Summer is still running... And Cher has got three shares, and Summer has got three Donnas. He was hoping that they would one night swap casts where the three shares would go mm. play Donna and the three Donnas would go play Cher, which I think could be a lot of fun. At least we'll see that in some sort of Easter Bonnet.
0: Yes. Yeah. And these part, I, think, I think given our whole Sierra Boggess, uh West Side Story confusion, maybe let's not have white people playing Donna Summer, but maybe <laughs> in a Broadway backwards MCC miscast, maybe uh, that would be really fun. OK, what else do you have for us today? All right, real quickly, uh, in other news, here are some headlines that didn't make it into the main part of the show, but we wanted to make sure you were aware of. On Friday, the St. Louis, Louis Muni announced the four stars that will lead this summer's production of Jersey Boys. The show will feature Mark Ballas as Frankie Valley, Bobby Conti Thornton as Bob Gaudio, Nicholas Dramard as Tommy DeVito, and Keith Hines as Nick Massey. The show will run from July 9th through the 16th. According to Variety, Tony winner Adina Menzel will play the role of mentor on this Sunday's American Idol. As as the contestants dive into Disney night, the show airs on ABC. Check your local listings. Also on Friday, we learned that two time Tony winner Sutton Foster will release her third album. This one will be called Take Me to the World. It will be available in all formats on June 1st. I also real quick just wanted to mention I saw the Bayork Lee directed non-equity tour of a chorus line over the weekend out at uh, in Clearwater, Ruth Eckert Hall. Really good production. It's a non-equity tour, so it's what you would expect, but it was a really good. I love A Chorus Line, so it's hitting some other places in Florida, then St. Louis, um, and then a few other places uh, before the tour ends, so if you get a chance, not a bad night out at the theater. I also went and saw Mamma Mia at Vero Beach's Riverside Theater. Uh, it uh, is going to transfer, the whole production is transferring up to f- somewhere around Philadelphia and Pennsylvania at the Walnut Street Theater. I, James, I know you hate Mamma Mia. It wasn't my favorite. It was absolutely absurd but it was fun i really enjoyed it if you can accept it for the schlock that it is it's a really good production laura gickness and ann brummel um, are great as sophie and donna respectively so i'll have my, my full review will be in the notes uh, at, at broaderradio.com if you want to check that out along with information on all of these other stories
1: I should clarify my Mamma Mia feelings because a bunch of readers have uh, – listeners, not readers – have emailed me about it. I don't hate Mamma Mia. I went to Mamma Mia in London. I went to Mamma Mia in New York. So I went a second time. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. What I hate was that it tied up a Broadway theater for so many years uh, and that it was kind of empty calories. Uh, You know, I I love Joseph. Joseph is – not oh don't deep theater. no do no
0: don't compare joseph and mama mia really <laughs> I, I
1: think no. that there's i think that they're very similar but i'm i'm, I'm willing to hear anybody's uh, discussion about that so uh uh tweet at me at bww matt All right. Why don't you get us out of here?
0: (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the aforementioned BWW Matt. But James is at James Marino. Uh,
1: Natalie, where can people find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Natalie underscore Nowak.
1: And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Folks who have listened to the end, I have made a decision about the playbill conundrum. Uh... Everybody, send me your address. I'm going to send stacks of different playbills to everybody, and no rhyme or reason. And uh, so, anyway, for all the folks that have contacted me, recontact me with some uh, some shipping addresses, and we'll get those out to you. Awesome. It's Monday. Thanks for spending your uh, kicking off the week with us. And uh, I'm not going to be here much this week, but I'm sure Matt will take you through oh. most of it. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for letting me know, boss. <laughs>